This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, more and more agencies reveal their plans for reopening offices. A federal employee union wants EPA to pump the brakes on its reopening plans. Meanwhile, Veterans Affairs says it finally has the supplies to increase coronavirus testing of its employees. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. Federal employees at a few more agencies will begin returning to the office next week. The Office of Personnel Management began phase one of its reopening plan in the Washington metropolitan area Monday. OPM facilities in other regions will begin a phase one reopening June 16th. June 15th is the earliest FEMA will begin to bring employees back to the office. The agency says most employees will continue to telework, though, through July 15th. That's the earliest possible date where a FEMA facility can begin phase two of its reopening opening plan. The union representing employees at the Environmental Protection Agency says EPA should abandon the rush to reopen. The American Federation of Government Employees wants EPA to put a moratorium on its reopening plans until coronavirus impacts are more predictable. EPA regional administrators in Boston and Dallas abandoned their plans to have employees return in early June. Coronavirus cases are on the rise in those regions. AFGE Council President Gary Morton says EPA employees in Atlanta, Dallas and Seattle may return in mid-July. EPA reaches into the supply chain to stop the sale of hazardous products. Federal News Network's Tom Temin has more. EPA orders Amazon and eBay to quit selling unregistered, misbranded, and restricted pesticides and gadgets that deliver them. The order includes products the agency thinks are marketed with false or misleading claims, such as effective against coronavirus. EPA officials say discussions with Amazon and eBay have not halted sales of the products. eBay carried 55-gallon drums of methylene chloride, a paint stripper said to be useful as a germ disinfectant. I'm Tom Temin. Veterans Affairs says it's now closer to offering more frequent coronavirus testing for employees. The Veterans Health Administration says it secured 2 million swabs this week to collect samples from its employees. Another 5 million swabs will come in at the end of the month. VHA head Richard Stone says the department is only utilizing half of its testing capacity due to a lack of swabs and other supplies. VA is also beginning to roll out antibody testing options for employees. The National Federation of Federal Employees says the State Department has designated passport service as essential work. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has more on that. The union says Undersecretary for Management Brian Bulatow directed passport services employees nationwide to return to the office on June 11th. That's a few days before the agency expected to begin Phase 1 reopening in select locations. The decision comes a week after Republican senators pressed the agency on a backlog of 1.6 million passport applications dating back to March. Jory Heckman, Federal News Network. The corridors of the Pentagon will be a little less lonely starting Monday. Federal News Network's Jared Serbu has details. DOD is moving into the first phase of its reopening plan for facilities in the National Capital Region. That includes the Pentagon itself, plus the nearby Mark Center and leased offices in the area. In phase one, officials expect about 40% of the workforce to return to their offices. That's up from the 20% of employees who kept working at the Pentagon during the height of the pandemic. Employees will still be required to wear masks when they can't stay at least six feet apart, and gatherings of more than 10 people are 
are still banned. Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. The Senate Armed Services Committee has finished its work on the annual defense authorization bill and sent it to the Senate floor. The committee holds its markup sessions behind closed doors, so the full list of provisions senators agreed on is still unknown. According to a summary the committee released yesterday, the bill would authorize $740.5 billion in defense spending next year, including a 3% pay raise for military members. The Army is making a major change to the IT leadership structure at its headquarters. Starting in August, the office known as the CIO G6 will be no more. The Army splitting it into two. A new civilian chief information officer will report directly to the Secretary of the Army and focus on IT policy. The G6 will continue to be a three-star military officer, but that official will have a more dedicated focus on how the network impacts warfighting capabilities. The Federal Mobility Working Group is set to give agencies advice on how to move to 5G. Federal News Network's Jason Miller reports. Over the last year, an interagency group of mobile computing experts visited 15 labs to better understand what the future of 5G will look like. The research became one of several white papers the Federal Mobility Working Group completed for the CIO Council. The visits to the labs helped the working group understand current capabilities, roadmaps, grade of equipment, and other factors in how the organizations are implementing 5G technologies. The working group also analyzed federal policies and executive orders and made recommendations to ease the rollout of 5G infrastructure and services across the federal government. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. A former public affairs official at the Drug Enforcement Administration pled guilty to fraud that cost over a dozen companies more than $4.4 million. The Justice Department says Garrison Courtney posed as a covert officer of the CIA to fool companies into paying him as part of a commercial cover. He also fraudulently gained a position working as a contractor of the National Institute of Health Information Technology Acquisition and Assessment Center to gain access to procurement-sensitive data. A contractor hired to modernize the State Department's headquarters building will pay the General Services Administration more than a million dollars to settle a federal investigation into alleged kickbacks and fraud. The Justice Department says a project manager with Alu Tik International Solutions received kickbacks from a subcontractor in exchange for steering work to their company. The project manager also billed GSA for more than half a million dollars for work done by a supervisor who was not on the project site. And the Postal Service sees a decline in the number of its employees attacked by dogs. The agency reports 5,800 employees sustained injuries from dogs while on their routes in 2019. That's 200 fewer cases than what the agency saw in 2018 and 400 fewer incidents than in 2017. Letter carriers in Houston, Los Angeles, and Chicago reported the most dog attacks. USPS tells letter carriers threatened by an unleashed dog they don't have to deliver to those households. Residents in those cases must pick up their mail at a nearby post office until they can restrain their pets. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast. Subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or Apple Podcasts. And stay up to date on your agency's response to the coronavirus with our coronavirus resource page. I'm Eric White. 